today we're going to start a brand new series. This one is called Growing Strong. And what I want us to do in this series is to look at Psalm 1 specifically. Because as we're going to read through today, this being our main text, as we're going to read through, we're going to find that we are challenged to be like a tree planted near the streams. And why is that so important? Well, we're going to take a look at that. We're going to read through the whole chapter here today. It's only six verses. Don't worry. And we're going to look and see the challenge that we have. And then as the days go through here, we're going to kind of dissect that passage down a little bit. But I want us to, to look at this as a challenge because you know, maybe maybe some of you have been a believer for a long time. You've 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 put your faith in God when you were kids, and now maybe you're older. I know I've I put my faith in Christ when I was five. I remember being in the church and accepting Jesus as my Savior. And here I am, forty years later. I'm forty five now, and so here I am at age forty five, and you know I I've taken some time to grow, but I'm not quite there yet. I know. It's like there's this continual growth process that happens just like in real life, right? Well, we're going to look at this today and how are we supposed to grow? How do we grow big and strong? What are those vegetables of sorts that we're supposed to eat as we are coming through this spiritual life as well as the physical? How do we come to that point where we are growing strong? We're going to take a look at that and we're, all, we're going to start right here right now in Psalm 1. So if you have your Bibles, please feel free to go ahead and turn over to there. And I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 1. Again, it's only six verses. Here we go. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff, that the wind blows away, before the wicked, sorry, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." So there it is, Psalm 1. That's going to be our key text as we move forward in this series here. And I wanted us to get that basis of that, that text there so that we know where we're going. So looking a little bit more in depth now at the verses we just read. And again, our, our, our message, our series here being Growing Strong. How do these six verses really affect us when it comes to growing strong? Well, let's break it down like we talked about. So the first word here, blessed. Blessed is the man. Now that word in the Hebrew is, it roots from the word asher, and that means happiness. But it also means, if we look, if we look really intently at it there, it also means the, the straight or the right. Now, kind of put that in context here. Use that in the, in the, in the passage. Instead of blessed, straight is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers straight. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be curved. 
Because it kind of leads me to believe that if I'm not straight, if my intentions, if my relationship with God is not straight, that then I have that possibility of maybe becoming one of these other things here as it talks about. One of those who, who does walk in the counsel of the wicked or who does uh, stand in the way of the sinners, who does sit in the seat of the mockers. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the one who is straight. My relationship with God is straight. So right from the beginning, we see a challenge that maybe it was David who wrote this one, uh, this psalm. But we see that challenge right from the beginning. Straight. Straight is, uh, straight is the man. Now, as we break it down, though, even more so, what, is this, what does all this stuff mean about the counsel, the wicked, the, the way of the sinners, the seat of the mockers. Let's take a look at these other pieces here. Again, and just kind of break those down as well. All right, so the counsel of the ungodly. This is the one who does not go the way of, uh, of, of God. They go the way of the world. Now, we can look at this as peer pressure. We can look at this as uh, just making some bad decisions. I know I have been in that position before where I have made some decisions simply because everyone else was doing it. I made some decisions that were very worldly because they're things that I wanted to experience. I wanted that that fulfillment, that joy, that 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 well, in the end it wasn't all those things. Whatever I thought it was going to be, whatever wonderful mountaintop experience I was expecting, it ended up being a flop. So to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, man, we, we got to stop. We can't, we can't just do it because everyone else is doing it. We can't do it because all the, you know, the commercials on TV tell us to, or that's just the way it should be. No, the, the, God has his own standard. And again, the first word we just looked at referenced the word straight. God has a standard that he expects us to live by. And so we cannot continue to, to be straight if we're not going to go the straight way with God. If we're going to be looking off to the side there, we're going to be veering off to the side. Now, I want you to know that if you've taken a deer path in your relationship with God, if you've gone off the, the main freeway there and, and stopped by a little city, it's okay. God forgives, and he'll put you right back on the right road. Hear what I'm saying here. Because I've parked there in that city before. I have been there. I, I, I didn't just get off the road for a little little gas station rest stop, you know, fill up my tank thing. I, I, I lived there for a while. So I know that God is a merciful and just God. And when I come and say, God, I'm sorry, that he helps me to get back on that straight path. And I can't be that straight path. The, the guy driving on the straight freeway again there. So, we've got to stop listening to the counsel of the, of the unwise. We've got to stop listening to the ways of the world. We must stay away from this counsel, and we must be discerning. Sometimes it's going to be a bold sign. Eat at Joe's or whatever it is, right? And we know that it's like some kind of trap. But then sometimes it might be hidden, hidden a little bit better. The way we don't really see, we don't really realize until it's too late. 
All right. So we have to make sure that we are being that we are discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, or John, yeah, Jesus says in John. 14 he talks all about the spirit how he's going to be coming he's going to be there to lead us to guide us we, we, we got to hone in on what he's saying here to us and then the next part here is we see that blessed is a man who doesn't stand in the way of the sinners don't be on the same road that the sinners are taking we got to be careful because sometimes we like to kind of just park out on the road there too don't even be on the same road Again, we've got to make sure that we are following the ways that God is saying and not the ways that the world is saying. So if we're even parked out on the road, there's a possibility that we might give in. We see this in the life of Lot. Remember how we've shared about this before, how Lot was kind of at the beginning, he was, he was a little far away from Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he inches a little bit closer to Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he's now he's living right at the gate of Sodom and Gomorrah. So we've got to be careful that we are not like Lot, who is standing in the, in the street of the wicked. We can't do that. We can't do that and expect to always have victory in our life. We're going to lean towards sin. So get off the sin road. Get off the road of sinners there. And you don't have to worry about the leaning to sin. But we also find Psalm 1, 1 goes a little bit further and it also talks about sitting in the seat of the mockers. So what exactly does that mean? Well, this is the people who are judgmental. These are the ones who criticize. And we're told not to criticize, not to, not to judge. We are not in the position where we can judge the same way as God. So why sit in this seat where we are judging? What we need to be doing is judging ourselves, if anything. Looking again at ourselves compared to this ruler, the Bible, this is how we're going to stay straight. And again, that opening verse, blessed means straight. Straight is the man if we want to be straight, then we need to be in charge of measuring ourselves according to God's word. God, is what I'm doing standing up? Is, is it something that you would allow, something that you desire that I do according to your word? No? Okay, then let me not do it. All right, let's move on. Let's dissect verse 2. So again, we're in Psalm 1. Now let's look at verse 2 here. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Ah, what another great refreshing verse. If you, if you want to have growth in your life, if you want to grow strong, well, David just gave us a key. And again, I'm assuming David wrote this one, but we just got a key here. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on it day and night. What does meditation mean? It's not that, it's not that. What it is, is to think, to contemplate, to, to maybe read a verse, chapter a day, and just really think on that. Let God speak to that peace throughout the day. Huh. I read this verse this morning and just can't seem to shake it. There's something about this verse. God, what is it that you are trying to tell me about this verse today? Maybe 
Maybe we don't get the answer right away. We're meditating on it. What does this verse really mean? What, God, what are you trying to say in this verse? And we think on it. And God's going to give us what it, it was, what it was that was important. Don't just, all right, I read my chapter for the day. That was fun. It says here that he delights in the law of the Lord. And he meditates on it day and night. He doesn't just do it so he can mark it off his checklist. And, and we just came out of a series not too long ago about craving. Do you really crave God's word? We can almost ask the same question here because it, 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 it really puts it into perspective again. Meditating on God's word is that constant feeding. It's that mulling it over. Uh, maybe even to put it in a little disgusting terms, it's like the cow chewing its cud. It's not, it's not good. It's not going to allow it just to go to the stomach. It's going to chew on it. It's going to think on it. It's going to meditate on it because there's something in it that still hasn't been gotten fully. To grow strong, get everything we can. Almost look at it as nutrients. Get everything out of the scripture as you can. Those nutrients, those, those vitamins, those whatever it might be, it's going to help you grow. Think also with me, uh, if you remember Matthew 6.33, and it talks about seek first the kingdom of God. Well, that again tells us that we should be contemplating, we should be thinking, we should be, we should be looking forward at the things of God. And God explains those things in his word. He explains what he wants us to do. He explains the way we're supposed to go. So put God first. Seek first the kingdom of God. And then all that other stuff is going to be added. Right? It's like it's, that's the bonus. It shouldn't, we shouldn't look at it as, well, I'm only going to seek God because I want all these things. No, no, no. That's just the bonus for us taking the time to seek God, to put him first. We got to brush off the dust and the dust, not only of our spirit, but maybe even literally brush off the dust of your Bible there and open it up and read it and meditate on God's word. There is so much good food in his word. Again, like I said, when we were in that series, don't treat his word like an hors d'oeuvre. This is a main course. His word has so much in there for us. If you want to grow strong, his word, if nothing else, his word is a good place to start. All right, let's look at verse three here. Let's wrap, let's, let's wrap up our first section here on verse three. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Now, don't hear that word prosper and think, yeah, this is a verse all about getting rich. Hold on there. There's a little bit of if-then statement in there, so, so to say. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. So we're talking about walking in God's ways. Again, going back to that first verse, blessed is the man, straight is the man who does these things, and in so doing, he becomes like a tree planted by the water. That tree is going to have fruit. That tree is going to, is going to, is going to prosper in the fact that there is fruit growing from it. Now, 
If you remember, and I, I, I don't I don't remember where it is, um, but Jesus is walking with his disciples there, and he comes upon this fig tree one time, and it's you know there's no figs on it, and Jesus was hungry, and and so he cursed this tree, and then as the disciples and Jesus are walking by the next day, Peter says, "Whoa, Jesus, this is that same tree, and look now it's all withered and dead, just like you said." Well, I don't want to be a withered and dead tree. I'm going to tell you that right now. I want to be one here who is straight is the man, who is planted, who, who doing these things is like this tree that is planted by the water, that is getting the nutrients, it's getting, it's getting its needs taken care of. What are the basic things that we learn about that a plant needs? It needs air, it needs water, and it needs soil, good soil, right? I want to be that guy, that guy who is who I'm getting the air. <laughs> I didn't use the right kind of soil and I didn't always remember to water my garden. So I did not have a very good garden this year. In fact, I think maybe I had four cucumbers, uh, maybe a dozen little tomatoes, little cherry tomatoes, and one beef steak that actually was like smaller than a tennis ball. All right. So that's all I had for, and I planted other things. I planted, um, I planted onions and I planted, um, zucchini. I planted cucumbers. I planted all this type stuff. And normally I have a pretty good little batch and peppers and all, but this year it was terrible because I did not take the time to give the plants what it needed. I did not give the garden what it needed. I'm like, oh yeah, I have a garden out there. I'll, I'll hit the water later. 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 A week later. Oh, thank goodness it rained because I forgot to put the, I forgot to water my, my garden. Well, that's about how it went this year. So, you know, I don't want that to be the way that my spirit is as well. That I'm not in a good place. I'm not getting those needs met. And I have to wait for church to come and, and rain down on me and bring all, be all, all the blessing that my spirit needs. No, I don't want that. I want to be diving into God's word like we talked about there. I want to meditate on his word. I want to get out of this office path that I'm not supposed to be on and going straight with God because blessed straight is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners or sit in the seat of the mockers. What about you? Where do you want to be? I want to bring you to one more little portion here before we close. I'm going to jump over to Psalm 16. And let's read, starting in verse 7. Because this fits with what we were talking about today as well. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. Here's the verse I want us to focus in on real quick. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God has so much for you, for me, for us. 
He has a plan. We know this from Jeremiah. He has a destination. He has this path that he wants us to walk down. And as we see here, it is a path of life. God doesn't want us to go down that that huge path that leads to destruction. He wants us to follow that straight road. And in the end, even there, we see eternal pleasures. You have made known to me the path of life. God has made known to us. It's right here in the Bible. Again, this is why it's so important to read the word. Part of that growth process. Got to read the word. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. There is a joy. There is, a, there is an, an uplifting. The Bible is not meant here to condemn us. The Bible, yeah, God might use the Holy Spirit to convict us. We might be reading the scripture and, oh, God, that what you just talked about not doing, that's what I've been doing. And we might feel, we might feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And that's good. That means, okay, God has pointed out something that he wants us to deal with. God, I'm sorry. I was reading your word and, I, and I'm convicted about this, this sin, this thing that I was doing or the thing that I was thinking about doing. And I'm sorry, God. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence because I know that when I'm getting these chains off me, there is a freedom. There is a joy that comes. And then here in the end, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Tell you what, God loves you. If no one else tells you that today, then let me be the one to tell you, God loves you. He wants you to walk in his ways. He wants you to follow after all his ways there. He wants you to meditate on his word. It's the answer book to all the questions we're going to go through in life. It is the answer book. And he wants you to be one who is on this straight path, who is following in his ways, meditating on his word, not sitting where we shouldn't be sitting, not standing where we shouldn't be standing, and not listening to counsel that we shouldn't be listening to. Everything we need is in his word. And if we are going to grow strong, then the first thing that we should realize is that outside of putting our face in the Bible here, we're not going to get all the nutrients that we're going to need to grow strong. So I encourage you, I urge you, take a moment, read some of the word today. And don't just checklist, don't just do it like that. Take the time to read maybe just a small portion and meditate on it. What does God want to say to you in this passage? Get the nutrients that you can today from God's word. And that is the first major key on growing strong. And again, fruit, the, the fruit, the prosperity that it talks about here, it happens when we are planted firmly. When I put seeds in the ground in the spring there, you know, I have my own little garden. Didn't work out so well this time, but I put seeds in there and I expect to see the growth. But here's why my garden didn't work out well this year. I didn't use the right kind of soil. I want to be the guy who's getting that refreshing from the water. 
And I want to be the guy who is getting the soil, who's planted in good soil and, and getting the nutrients, putting my roots down and sucking it up, so to say, like a, like a vacuum with my roots there, sucking up the nutrients of the soil, sucking up the, the water and, and allowing myself to have a good, firm-footed root system in here so that I can't just be toppled over when the tornadoes come. I want to be a, a tree planted in this, this, this place, this foundation of God. I want my roots to be in there. And I want to be where I'm going to be fed, where my needs are going to be met. What about you? So I want to be where there is this continual abundance of, of resource. This is what's cool about this picture here. You think about a tree planted near the water. This tree is getting everything it needs and an abundance of it. The stream is always coming by, so he always has water. The dirt is there, he always has the dirt. The, the, the air is abundant above him. This is the kind of foundation system that I want. I want to be that straight man. I don't want to be walking in the ways of sin. I don't really want, want to be walking in all that stuff. Hey, this is Pastor Daniel. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Obedient Sheep podcast. If you'd like to get more information on this ministry or even get in contact with me, please go to obedientsheep.net. There you'll be able to leave your information, drop a line, send a prayer request, or even check out the other resources that are available. Thank you again for checking out this ministry, and we hope you have a blessed day.